Hi, and good evening, everybody. This is Deacon Pat coming to you from Sacramento, California. Yes, you heard that right. Coming to you on the Idaho Catholic Podcast is Deacon Pat in Sacramento, California. I wanted you guys to know that recently my wife Liz and I moved. We relocated um, back to our home diocese of Sacramento from Idaho, and it was a bittersweet move. Um, We're really happy that we're surrounded by family again. I think some of you know that I have five brothers in California, and uh, we also have other family, our children, and Liz's uh, father um, is here as well. And so we've been away for the last four years, uh, first year in Guatemala, and then a little bit more than two and a half years in Idaho. So we decided to come back to Idaho to be closer to family. That was really bittersweet because we made so many just wonderful uh, friends in Idaho. And leaving them is uh, is uh, not an easy thing to do. I really had a, an insight and maybe uh, gained a greater understanding of uh, what happens with priests. You know, priests are assigned to their parishes, as you know, and many of them um, get to stay a few years. Some of them get to stay maybe even up to six years, and then they are moved to another parish. And gosh, the 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 depth um, and the delight of the relationships that you make over a few years um, is just tremendous. And to be to have to, I guess, uh, say goodbye to them is a very difficult thing to do. Now, luckily, in our modern age, we have uh, social media, we have email, we have, you know, texting, we have um, different kinds of uh, ways to connect with each other, and that makes it a little easier. But there's nothing like uh, sitting across the table with somebody and spending time with them um, that you really can't replace even how great technology is. So leaving some people behind um, is a very difficult thing to do, especially um, my great friends that I had at the parish. And as you guys have got to know some of us through the Idaho Catholic Podcast, um, those friends as well I will miss um, greatly. Um, they are going to keep the podcast going, and um, they're just really, uh, right now they're organizing uh, their studio and getting their plans together to see how they're going to want to continue with that program. And um, I will be starting a new program um, called The Catholic Journey in uh, Sacramento, California, and I'm setting up the studio here so I can start with the weekly podcast. Um, it's just me right now. I haven't even been assigned to a parish yet. I just submitted my letter um, to my bishop today, um, letting him know that I'm back in my home diocese and that I actually even requested a specific parish. Now it's up to him. He can decide uh, where he would like to place me. Um, Liz and I, we've been, gosh, we've only been in Sacramento for two weeks, two weeks today. Um, we came in with a big U-Haul truck and everything we owned and, and came and unloaded the truck and we've been spending the last two weeks, uh, unloading it. I did start work a week ago. I have a new job. Um, I'm the chief nursing officer of a large psychiatric hospital here in Sacramento. feel very honored um, and blessed to have that job. And like I said, I'm waiting to see now which uh, parish will become our new family. Um, Like I said, I did have one in mind. I'm not going to share that with you because I'm not sure if it's going to come to fruition or not. 
but I wrote the bishop and let him know that I really prayed and discerned and visited. Um, we visited a lot of the local parishes. This is one of the uh, local ones that really, uh, really kind of spoke to my heart. Uh, I went to mass there today and I was really sp- playing, uh, paying specific attention to the parishioners and their faith and, and, uh, their attention span during mass and and just looking at the the parishioners it was really interesting to look around that parish quite a diversity and and i guess that's um just uh um a reflection of what sacramento is like in in at least in in this area we're in the south sacramento area um just next to elk grove but very very diverse population here um, of ethnic groups and uh, and the parish as well had really a large diversity of of ages and um, often when you go into a catholic church you'll see quite a few um, more women than there are men however today at mass it was pretty evenly dispersed men women families i was really happily surprised to see quite a few large families um, in the parish and had a nice energy so if it's God's will and if it's the bishop's will, um, he will allow me to be assigned at that parish. And then the reason I'm sharing all of this with you is I'm hoping to handpick a few gentlemen to um, participate in our weekly podcast for the Catholic Journey. Um, we're going to keep the same um, site. So if you're getting your these podcasts um download it automatically to your phones or if you're accessing them through the internet through soundcloud or if you are uh, receiving them through facebook um, you'll receive the link we're going to convert the site from just being the idaho catholic podcast to a site that really hosts a variety of catholic things so you will be able to have the idaho catholic podcast and then you'll also be able to access the catholic journey as well and it'll be really nice because you'll receive a a perspective of you know men living out their Catholic journey uh, for those men that are living um, in Idaho or places like Idaho and also in California as well. So it was a beautiful day today. It was very sunny and I was able to take the motorcycle out and I did a little cruising around, ran some errands and I was noticing as I was driving the sun was out, it was warm, um, had just a really light, light jacket on and um, no gloves and it was great. It was really comfortable. So I had to record a little bit of that and I did send it to some of my friends in Idaho that like to ride as well and uh, just to rub it in a little bit. I'm not sure what the weather there was today, but the other day when I checked, I think um, the high of the day was in the low 40s, um, which depending on where you live, that might be warm, but that would be freezing in California uh, for the high anyway. So I hope you are starting off the new year well. This is that time of year where we're getting to the end of January. Many of you had made New Year's resolutions. I wonder how your your resolutions are, are going so far. Um, I hope they're going well. But I think that most importantly is that... Um, through our successes and through our failures, we can really um, come to identify how God is working in our lives. And it is often in those failures that uh, we reach out, I think, more sincerely and authentically uh, to God and ask for God's help and his guidance and his support, his forgiveness and his love in our life. 
Um, I don't know about you, but for me, when I feel probably the least amount of being in control um, is when I feel the most connected to Christ. I think when things are going really well, when I feel like I'm making decisions and they're, um, they're coming to fruition, my plans and my goals, often I have a tendency to think less about God, maybe. It's when I don't know what the answer is, I don't know what to do. Um, with everything that I'm trying and all of my will and my wit and I still um, am coming up short is when I'm reminded of really how inadequate I am. Maybe it's a reminder of, of all of us. When we feel that we're very confident in this world and that we have control of this world and a grasp of this world, it's really a false sense of security, I, I think, for most of us. Um, without God, we really are nothing. Um, sometimes I think we lose that focus in our life. We give ourselves too much credit for the things that happen in life. And really, God either uh, wills things to happen or he allows things to happen. But his hand and his will is in everything. Um, not that he's willing bad things to happen. That's when often he allows really our free will to make those choices, even if they're bad choices in our life, because he's doing that to allow a greater good. It is often through our weaknesses and our failures that we can respond in a greater way towards God's grace. I feel that God's grace is always there, and it's always being projected and sent to us, but we're the ones that make the barriers in our life to that grace. Through our sinfulness, we often will do things and create really these barriers in life that although God is always reaching out, Christ is always reaching out, he's always attempting to draw us near. It's we that put up these barriers in our life that block out that grace. And it is through that free will of our, our, our own that we often turn our back from the one who loves us the most. It's kind of funny. We, we desire happiness. We're longing for happiness. We're always striving for happiness. But the only one, and we know this, I think, logically, as Christians, the only one that can really provide the happiness and true joy is Christ and God. Yet, we're the ones that often turn away from him we're see and and we're doing so in an attempt to find happiness in our life so we're in this search for happiness yet we're turning away from the one who is true happiness who is true love who is true fulfillment in our lives so why do we do that i i don't know that's probably the million dollar question <laughs> hey um I got a. I just had a thought come into my mind, and I wanted to share with this with you. I don't know why I didn't start with it, but we just had the uh, West Coast Walk for Life. What a sensational um, day that was! Um, some of our local friends, uh, Damon and Anna, um, from um, Our Lady of Lords, invited us to hop on their bus. They had a whole group of people from their bus. I mean, from their church. Um, 
they chartered this bus and they uh, took the bus and, and drove and rode into San Francisco. And I got to say, if you ever get invited um, on one of these bus trips, I have a feeling that um, this maybe wasn't the typical bus trip. We ate like kings. <laughs> I think that was Damon and Anna. I think they set a high bar for... Um, for the uh, catering of food for these bus trips. But anyway, we took the bus to San Francisco. We unloaded um, from the bus. Um, we're able to see lots of hundreds and hundreds and thousands of people from all over California and some of the adjoining states gathered together to hear uh, some of the speakers. Uh, Father Frank Provone. Uh, for Priest for Life was there, and a variety of different people were there, gave some great talks. Um, I think it's the Civic Center Park is where we met. And then we marched through the streets. And boy, what a powerful movement that was with thousands and thousands of people of all ages really taking it to the streets and making present, um, maybe a public presence, of really our displeasure of these abortion laws and really how the culture has uh, disvalued life and that we do not want to stand for that. We want really our objection known that this is not the way that Christ uh, wanted life to be, um, especially in regards to valuing just the entity of life and the most vulnerable especially and made that presence known out there. I'm sure it's not going to be reported fairly in the media. Um, it's countercultural. This was a counter-cultural protest of thousands of people saying, yes, we know that there's a law out there that says you can kill your baby in the womb. And some states, especially like New York, has said it's legal to kill babies even up to birth which makes no sense to me whatsoever. And here we are, thousands of us saying, this is ridiculous. Come on, wake up, America. Look what we're doing. The most vulnerable around us can be killed because of whatever reason someone wants to make. That it's uncomfortable, it's a burden, it's going to uh, change the quality of someone's life I just don't get it, and I think many of you who are probably listening to this don't get it either. But anyway, I just wanted to check in with you and say hi to you. It's been a few weeks since I uh, was able to uh, share some thoughts with you. I did want to let you know that we will be forming a new group, and you'll be meeting some new gentlemen in the near few weeks. Please pray that God's will be done, that I get a parish assigned uh, to me, that uh, will be a place where really we can journey through life together, the parishioners and myself, we can nourish each other, we can inspire each other, and we can really work towards holiness, to be an example to others around us that we are not of this culture. We are of another kingdom, living out our time here on this earth until we'll be called into heaven. I hope you have a wonderful evening, you sleep peacefully, have pleasant dreams, and always and always stay close to Jesus Christ, his loving heart, his forgiveness, his grace, his mercy, and his inspiring joy, 
and I hope that God will always look over you, protect you, guard you, and guide you. Have a good night, and God bless.